All right, how about hour number two on this Wednesday? We're cooking towards the Super Bowl with the Eagles and the Chiefs. If you want to give us some thoughts, you can. Uh, We're definitely going to get our next guest thoughts and roll throughout the week of uh, Super Bowl predictions. Also, um, we've been talking basketball. LeBron passes Kareem. We'll get into some basketball in the flex segment at 1.30 because they saw Westlake avenge an earlier loss last night. He'll give you some thoughts on that. Also, we got some Longhorn stuff to talk about. Let's go to the Vaqueros Cafe Cantina hotline and have our weekly Wednesday conversation with Justin Wells of InsideTexasOn3.com. He's at JustinWells2424 on Twitter as well. Justin, how you doing this fine Wednesday? Gentlemen, I'm doing well. It's, uh, it's, it's still wet and rainy here in East Texas. Uh, lots of rain, so I, I know that's something we need. And now we got a little bit of a cool breeze coming through. So it's uh, early February weather, right on par. Yeah, there you go. Getting just uh, just about in time for the Super Bowl. We'll get that pick from you before we're done. But uh, I want to start with the latest recruiting news for Texas. As a uh, as a guy born and raised in Waxahachie, I kind of like the fact that people are saying Red Oak uh, right now. Uh, I'm familiar with the area very much and, uh, and that little community right outside of Waxahachie. So uh, give me a thought here on Warren Roberson. Obviously, he does the flip with the, with the purple jacket rip off and, and all that. Uh, I'm sure Longhorn fans kind of enjoyed that one, but what type of defensive back are they getting here? This is obviously a room that has been pretty talented lately. How does uh, Warren add to it? You know, the, the funny thing about Red Oak is that when I left yesterday morning after speaking with Warren and a number of players, um, they have a ton of talent coming up. I'm talking about legitimate guys for 2025 and 2026. They even have a handful of 2024s with double-digit offers. Hmm. Red Oak is on the way up. They have some really good players. And Warren Roberson was the best. He was their leader. He was their hardest worker. Competes on the football field. Competes in track and field. Warren Roberson is the type of safety. He's what a, he's kind of a throwback of sorts. He's the type that used to um, ear hole people. Headhunter. Take your head off. That's kind of his mentality. The old school safety that that we all grew up and loved, uh, that's Warren Roberson. This kid plays with an edge, okay? He plays with a chip on his shoulders. This is a kid that uh, when I asked him about, you know, making his big decision, the six-foot, 180-pounder, on-three consensus four-star basically said, you know, I had to pray, and then I fasted, and then I had to pray some more, and then I fasted more. I wanted to make sure I made the right decision. And at the end of the day, he felt like Texas was the best move for him. They only brought one safety in in the 2023 cycle. Derek Williams out of Westgate down in New Iberia, Louisiana. The Raptor, you know, one of the best safeties in the country is going to be on campus. And now you have Roberson that's going to be right beside him. And and i got to tell you, uh, Texas needed an athlete, a a joltage of athletes at, at safety. They're They're really solid at all the other positions, but they needed to upgrade that back end a little bit. Derek Williams and Warren Roberson are the prototypes for doing that. Uh, Roberson, he's a good kid. You know, I, I got to catch up with his family, catch up with some of his coaches yesterday. This is when your when your leader is the hardest worker. That's a great that's a great sign of, a, of an up and coming program. And I think Roberson is just the beginning. You're going to see a lot of kids coming out of Red Oak in the next few years with Texas already on the radar, hmm. uh, from a Taz Williams, 2025 receiver, Cam Morgan, 2025 edge, Braden Robinson, 2026 running back. 
I mean, at slash wide receiver, they've got some guys, and Warren Roberson is probably the cream of the crop. Texas did a great job, but at the end of the day, it, it, Austin was just more appealing and a better fit for him than Fort Worth and TCU. All right. Yeah, I got to love the flip. And, man, Justin, Red Oak coming up. We saw South Oak Cliff and Duncanville and DeSoto did winning state championships. Those South Dallas schools are definitely representing. But let me ask you this about Savion Red. He's moving from wide receiver to running back. And, you know, we just really didn't see the ball in his hands much this past season. So I don't really know how to look at it. Let us know how do you think it's going to work and why Sark and his coaching staff made that decision. You know, I think it's uh, one of those a lot of factors had to go into this. Uh, one, I think they wanted an extra running back in the spring, and they needed not just a tailback, not just an every, you know, not just a regular tailback, a guy that can get between the tackles. Savion Red played quarterback in high school, and his stat, if you read his stats, he had passing yardage, rushing yardage, and receiving yardage. Don't tell me how that worked, but that's the type of athlete <laughs> Savion Red is. You know, you know, you watched him two weeks ago, but Debo Samuel is the prototype. That's wow. exactly what Savion looks like him in, in height in college. And if you and Savion's got the body type to, to to be able to do that, to bust through some tackles, he reminds me of, of of a little bit taller Hodges Mitchell. You know, we're going to see how good his feet are, but he's got those thick legs, and he and he's and he's got got the vision, and he's got the athleticism. And I think if if you're you know you brought in a DeAndre Moore, and a Jonte Cook. Those guys are going to play early, especially Jonte. And so I think this actually helps Savion on the depth chart as well because, you know, Jonathan Brooks will probably come in as the incumbent one. Cedric Baxter certainly going to be in the conversation along with Keelan Robinson, but that's not a position that's nailed down right now. That there's, some, there's some, you know, for the first time in three years, there's, a, there's some question marks there on who's going to be the guy. And so I think Savion's going to be able to get the spring to try to figure that out. Kind of bolsters the running back room a little bit. I think it allows a Jonte Cook to get more reps on the inside uh, at receiver this spring. And so I think it's one of those moves that kind of benefits everybody around. And, and, don't, and, and I'll, I'll say this again. Savion Red was an incredible dual-threat quarterback in high school at South Grand Prairie. And those skills – it's very similar. You know, my man Ian Boyd at Inside Texas, he's our X's and O's guru. He made an interesting comp. He said, Justin, if you watch this Savion Red's high school tape and this other guy's high school tape, it's almost identical, the running styles, passing styles, everything. And that was Rashawn Johnson. So we've seen this move before. Hmm. Now, he, you know, now that's, a, that's, a, that's, a, that's a, a lot of pads to carry when you're trying to come in there and do that. But it's the same type of player. It's the same type of athlete, and if Texas can benefit the same way they did from moving Rashawn to the backfield, this is a win-win across the board. Jay Wells, what's the word on winter workouts? Is anybody stepping up? I know we talked to you about it a couple of weeks ago, but now we're even more weeks in. The spring game is right around the corner. You know, what's it looking like? What are what are you hearing? Word of mouth type of stuff on who looks good and you know who could be a huge contributor to twenty twenty three season. It's still early. It's still early. I believe they're going through a lot of the install phase this week. This week, and so there's really nothing to, when it comes to depth charts and things of that sort. Uh, it's 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 essentially the underwear Olympics right now. And so what you do see, I, I like the, the the videos that the Texas uh, football Instagram and, and Twitter accounts post. Kind of gives you an idea. And if you've ever noticed the guys that are like drenched in sweat, and then you notice the guy that shirts not that 
drenched in sweat. And you're thinking, okay, one of them's over here working. I wonder what this other one's doing. And I just I, I said that because I think a few players have had their video shown and they've gotten razzed by teammates for not looking like they're working as hard as they should be. Uh, but it's early February. There's just not a lot to glean. The biggest factor right now is establishing leadership in that locker room, and we talked about that a couple weeks ago. It's got to happen organically. You want a guy like a Jalen Ford to, to, to step up and take that or a Jaron Thompson. Uh, ideally, you'd love a Quinn Ewers to do that. And, and the fact that he's dropped weight, he's gotten better shape, he's worked on his mechanics, he's worked on his footwork, he's, 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 having, you know, he's throwing the ball with guys, you know, bringing them to the stadium, doing the same thing Arch Manning's doing with some of the guys at the bubble, just bringing them out for some passing. That's really what you want at this stage. Now, in the next few weeks, the team stuff, will amp, it's going to start to, to uh, get, get a little more amped up. Uh, you know, leading into early March. But right now, there's just not a ton to glean other than you've got a few guys that, that could potentially be stepping up in a leadership role, and it's going to be interesting to see who kind of takes that mantle because, as we've seen in the past, the best Texas Longhorn teams we've seen or covered are the ones that have the most established leaders, and their leaders are generally their better players. And so that's why I think spring is going to be so big. Um, I believe uh, Joe Cook posted a story yesterday about all the returning uh, pr- production Texas has, which is incredible. Uh, w- and when you look at it from a nationwide scale, you need to check that, that story out at InsideTexas.com. But just know Texas has a lot of horses coming back, and they have a lot of experience. And the fact that Quinn Ewers finally got to play a year of football for the first time in two years is going to benefit them more in 2023 than maybe anything else. So from the team side, it's still relatively quiet still trying to find a leader, and the guys are, are, are kind of feeling each other out. There's a whole bunch of new guys on campus, fellas. you got three trans, four transfers. You've got uh, a, a, almost, a, what, a dozen early enrollees. A uh, lot of new faces trying to, to get in the mix. Talking with Justin Wells. All right, Justin, let's get uh, some of your Dallas uh, Dallas team feelings here. Zay wants to talk to you about Kyrie Irving, but... You're also a Cowboys fan. Let's talk about that offense. Mike McCarthy's going to call plays. Brian Schottenheimer is the new offensive coordinator. Your thoughts? I'm indifferent. I mean, if you hire an offensive coordinator that is there for entitled only, I don't see the benefit. I just don't. Now, Mike McCarthy may be an excellent play caller. We saw some stretches last year where – he, he really did. He did. He, you know, I, I felt like him and Kellen kind of went back and forth with it. But, you know, this is to me is McCarthy saying, you know what, I, I have to be accountable for this. I, this is going to – the onus comes on me. We can't go to the playoffs again and lose again like they did. And, and, again, that's what we've seen the last two seasons. And so maybe this is Mike trying to shake it up. Brian Schottenheimer, I mean, the first thing I think of is Marty Schottenheimer, the, the legendary coach from the Cleveland Browns and the, and the, and the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, if, if he's only as good as his older brother, I think it's a home run. But the thing is, he's not calling plays, so I just don't see it making that big of a difference. You know what's going to make a difference? If they re-sign Tony Pollard. You know what's going to make a difference? <laughs> right. if, they draft another, if they draft an offensive tackle in the first or you know, in, in an early round to kind of shore up the, the, the O-line a little bit. Uh, to me, those are going to be the, 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 the moves in the offseason that really move the needle, not hiring an uh, offensive coordinator by title only. It's fair. All right, Jay Wells. I know you're a Mavs fan. Kyrie Irving. Oh, the squad it. now. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Just like that. Okay. I gotta, I'll be honest. 
it, it, it took me back a little bit. I'm not surprised they made the move. It, we'd heard rumblings that it could happen. I just don't believe it was actually going to happen. It took me a few days to process this, Zay. And I'm still sort of in the processing process. <laughs> but, but, you know, I want to see them on the floor together. I want to see how they'll work. I'll tell you this. Dr- you know, I, I'm not a big fan of Dr- Draymond Green. He runs his mouth too much. He's a cheap shot artist on the floor. And it kind of masks a really good basketball player when he does that silly stuff. He said something really interesting the other day after the trade. He said it actually kind of scares some teams because Luka is so good at creating the shot, and Kyrie is a really good spot-up shooter. Now, a lot of people, they know Kyrie Irving is probably one of the best ball handlers in the NBA, if not the best. Definitely a creator and and can score off the dribble, get to the basket. But what Kyrie's coming is is the only question here. Is it the Kyrie from the Cleveland Cavaliers, or is it the Kyrie from the last two teams he's been at? And, And I think, you know, Kyrie's in a position where, he wants that contract renewed one more time. He wants that max deal one more time. And the only way he approaches that, the only way he gets an extension is if this works out with Luka. And if it doesn't, Texas, I mean, Dallas can cut bait in a year and a half and have a super max space open for free agency. And I like, I hate that they had to give up Dorian Finney-Smith. That kid was a you know, great maverick, drafted, developed did a lot of good things. I kind of wish Tim Harley Jr. was in that trade because now I don't think he has a position. Uh, the defense is only going to get worse, but I think they pretty much punted on defense a few months ago anyway uh, with the Christian, you know, with the duo of Luka and Christian Wood doing most of the damage on the offensive floor. Listen, the NBA is wide open right now, especially the Western Conference. It is anybody's conference. So this is the time for somebody to make a move. If Kyrie can, can get back to a little bit of what he was a, a few years ago, which is one of the best basketball players on the planet, and he meshes with Luka, this is a win-win for everyone. Because him, Luka, and Christian Wood is a really good trio you can take in on the road when you hit the playoffs. And that's the most important thing. Dallas was in the Western Conference Finals last year, took Golden State six with Doncic, Jalen Brunson, and a bunch of cast-offs. I essentially feel like if Kyrie can just feel the Jalen Brunson's part. Now, he's not going to be the leader or the, the gritty, tough-minded guy that Brunson is. You know, he's not going to bring that. He brings a whole different skill set. And if you can just pull that out of him, and Jason Kidd might be the guy to do that, might be the point guard in an offensive-centric program and team to, to, to kind of find the best niche for him. And, and you just hope it's, it's, it works out because you, you've got Luka Doncic. And you've only, I know he's 23 years old, and I know he's got a four- or five-year extension, but you've got to make sure you keep that guy happy because it, I believe he's going to have dirt status in Dallas by the time he's done, especially if Cuban does what he does, and that's keep his guys there. But at the end of the day, I, I'm okay with this trade. I like that they really only gave up a, a first in, the, in 2029. By that time, there's no telling what the NBA will look like. Huh. And so I think it's kind of a win-win on both ends. It just all depends on Kyrie. It, I think Luke is easy to get along with. I think Jason Kidd and this team, they really like each other. There's a good chemistry. They've got good youth in, in Josh Green and, Jay, and, and, and Jay, Jalen Green. And so, Jaden Hardy, excuse me. And so they've got some guys there. It all depends on Kyrie. If he brings his mind right, Dallas might get back to the Western Conference Finals this year.
Be careful, Jay Wells, because Jason Kidd, he's already off to a weird start and said that, yeah, we got the best ball handler in the league and Luka and Kyrie's a second. So we know Kyrie could get in his feelings when you talk down on him. He might take that the wrong way. And who knows what? We've seen it too many times. Who knows what? See, Kyrie brings out kind of emotion from people. You got you to gotta reevaluate yourself as a player. When you realize, when people start talking to you and their tone starts rising with every sentence, <laughs> Kyrie brings that out of you because I know Zay, I know you know ball very well, and you just you know how valuable Kyrie can be. For this sure. isn't a Rondo edition. This isn't no. some Deron Williams yeah. edition. This guy is one of the best ball handlers I have ever seen. He was a first overall pick after playing ten games at Duke. This kid can ball. You just got to make sure he's in the right mindset, and you just hope and pray he doesn't warp the superstar that is Luka Doncic. Yeah. All right, Justin, before we let you go, I know you're in the same camp I am as a Cowboys fan. You do not want these Eagles to win a Super Bowl, but do you think they are going to win a Super Bowl? What's your pick? You know, the coolest thing is that it's two high school football quarterbacks. The second coolest thing is I covered both of them. There you go. The third coolest thing is I wrote story, recruiting stories about both of them and watched both in college and covered both in college. Hmm. So I, I'm a little invested in this one. Um, but like you said, you know, I'm a Cowboys fan, so there's zero chance in hell I'm rooting for Philadelphia. Uh, I mean, it's, I, I live in Mahomes' hometown, and so obviously this is going to be a Patrick Mahomes-centered house yeah. on Sunday uh, with, with, with red and gold. But I have to say, I feel like it's probably been Philadelphia all season. I get this feeling they have just looked the best, most consistent, most competent, most you know, solid at the most positions. San Francisco may have a better roster, but I feel like the Eagles kind of had more of an edge. Um, it's really going to come down to, to Hurts and Mahomes because I don't know. I know the Eagles' defense is strong, but I also know – Kansas City's more balanced now. They got rid of Tyreek Hill, and they became a more balanced offense. The offensive line is better now. The last time we saw Mahomes in a Super Bowl, he was playing behind a line of guys that worked at Brookshire's, and he paid for it. That's, that's, different. that's different now. I mean, that, 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 to me, that's a different factor. I think the Chiefs being there before gives them a little bit of an advantage as well, but I hate to say it, I think, I think Philadelphia, it's been their year. I just think they, they've made the, mess, the best moves in the offseason. The A.J. Brown uh, uh, trade was huge. Their offensive line is the best in the NFL. And if it ever comes down to two teams that are close, I pick the team with the best uh, offensive line. I think Patrick Mahomes is the best player in the NFL. But Jalen Hurts is playing behind the best five. I've got the Eagles winning it 35-30. 35 Okay. Yeah, just uh, – I do hope you are uh, are wrong, obviously, Justin, but uh, I am with you. I'm picking the Eagles to win this game. Zay's going to make his pick uh, at the latter part of the week, but we do appreciate it as always. That is Justin Wells, Inside Texas on 3.com, at Justin Wells 2424 on Twitter. Justin, enjoy the Super Bowl. Enjoy the rest of your week, and uh, we'll hit you next week and talk all about it. Y'all come see me at Inside Texas. Nothing but love, guys. There you go. Good stuff on Warren Roberson, too. Interesting to hear that Red Oak has really got something going there. Uh, And 
Sounds like they got some serious talent coming up. Roberson listed as a four-star. Yeah. Pretty much everything, everywhere I see. I keep talking about it. People always make fun of my hometown because it, I'm, and you know, it was, it's got a sort of a country vibe to it in some ways. But that stuff south of Dallas, you mentioned it earlier, man. That all that's De, DeSoto, Duncanville. You mentioned South uh, South Oak Cliff, and now if Red Oak's going to be that, and now I need my school to start paying attention because Waxhatchee's been kind of eh. Lately, right. but there's a potential in that area to have all kinds of talent. We all know with like just the housing market nowadays, a lot of these families are being pushed out the inner city. So they're going to the suburbs like a Waxahachie and a Red Oak. And yeah. We see here, you know, all those just smaller schools, the LBJ be beaten by 80 and stuff like that. All those guys, they go out to Round Rock and go south to Kyle and San Marcos. So yep. you're just going to continue to see that. And, yeah. you know, that's the talent's just going to get better and better in those smaller country towns because those smaller country towns are growing like we see here with the Cedar Park Leanders and, you know, the Wimberleys and San Marcuses. That's, that's just what's going to keep on happening. Yeah, another one of those communities growing a little bit is Buda. Buda's growing Buda, a little yeah, bit. It's crazy. You got to see that team last night. Let's talk old Buda Johnson and Westlake. Westlake lost to him once, but they weren't going to lose to him again. Flex segment coming up. Uh, we've got Where We At in Society with Zay coming up at 145. Also, we'll tell you about tonight's lineup on the station. We've rearranged a couple things. You're going to get a special edition of women's basketball tonight right here on the horn. We'll set you up for all of that and let you know what else is coming. We hope you're having a great Wednesday. Check hornfm.com if you missed anything or if you want to get in on that Super Bowl contest because we got that going on as well for your big game festivities with the Eagles and the Chiefs. Stay with us. It's the Horn. Uh-oh. I think he's going back. I think I'm going to hear that voice again. I think. I think. Yeah. I knew it. You got to know when you hear that guitar and then you hear that dude. It's got to be except. Except, baby. And hang on. I've got it. It's uh. you will remember me. Uh, um. Uh, man, you gotta pay the Midnight Mover. Midnight Mover, baby. Come on. Man, one of my many regrets musically. Never saw Except Live. I would have loved to have seen Udo and Except. Udo Dirk Schneider, the lead singer, legitimately was, I don't know, 5'4? 5'5? Little bitty dude. Like Devo? But had that voice. Like, what's his name? Who, Ronnie Is, James? Isn't there another that's a little small? Ronnie James Dio was a shorter Dio, guy, yeah, too. Dio. Dio, I think, was more like your... Dio was a was like Hakeem compared to Udo. <laughs> Dio, I think, was like 5'7 or 5'8. Udo was a little bitty dude. You know what I'm starting to notice? But on powerful. These, when I'm starting to notice on these rock and metal songs, yeah. I like the crazy voice. Like, I know people are going to really get after me for this, but I like Rush. Okay, there you go. Hey, dude, if you... As long as you like the voice, that that's what locks you into it. So there's some people, 
if you don't like the voice, it's tough to get in. But once you get in, see, like some people could hear Udo's voice and hate it. I love it. Every time I hear it. Yeah, like, it's it a makes, great voice. It just makes me happy. Brian Johnson's voice from ACDC, similar voice. Scratchy, screaming. Some people Scratchy. just Some people always say, oh, it's just a bunch of screaming, Chad. My kind of screaming. Lemmy from Motorhead. I love that stuff. I love it when there's a unique voice because nobody else sings like Udo does. That's what we loved about it back in the day. Yeah, he uh, did Midnight Mover. Yeah, that's they good stuff. That. Midnight Mover is a great track. A lot of people know Balls to the Wall, and Balls to the Wall is good. If you haven't been through the Accept uh, catalog, go check it out. Go check it out. What per- did we just play a few days ago? I, I played some Accept. You did play Accept. You played, uh, which one did you play? You didn't, And you didn't play Balls to the Wall. You played something else. But uh, I can't remember which one you played. I love A Princess of the Dawn is a great song yeah. from Except back in the day. Except Queen and SRV. Now, that's a good show right there. That's a good show. If I can get Udo, if I can get some Freddie Mercury in his prime, and I get Stevie Ray Vaughan, I'll go see that show. All right, uh, let's get you a flex segment here. Zay got to see another good game. You want to see a good basketball game, you go to where Zay and Roger Wallace are going to be. Here we go. Flex ATX for the best high school sports coverage. Listen to the horn and go to flxatx.com. Flex 30 is brought to you by Brain Vault. Brain Vault is a revolutionary and patented mouth guard that has been proven to help reduce the risk of concussion. Visit brainvault.com and join the movement. So, Zay, going into this game, there was revenge on Westlake's mind because Buda Johnson didn't just beat him down in Buda. They whipped him down in Buda. And what did like seventy to forty or yeah something silly something like, like that? that yeah like seventy or yeah seventy forty two forty four something like that yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, so last night they were looking for revenge they got it it was a tight game though Buda Johnson's a good team Westlake was a little bit better yeah they were I mean Buda Johnson shout out to Coach Kennison they've been tough all year and they play at a really fast pace if you're not in shape if you're not conditioned then they could blow you out of the water. And we know Coach Lucero being one of the best coaches in Central Texas and all of Texas going to back-to-back state championships. And even though he hasn't gotten over the hump, he's had so many guys that he's put in D1. We see Brock Cunningham every time Texas plays. K.J. Adams, you just saw him. So you know his team was going to be ready. And both of these teams fighting for first place, now tied Westlake winning last night. Gavin Paul, the point guard, he was huge. Oh, he was good last Man, night. he was good. Knocking yeah. down the jumper, just a couple of nice finishes in the lane. He had a spin move, Chad, where I get out of character way too many times. I'm glad Roger and KXAN, KBVO, they haven't emailed me. But like, Zay, you might have to settle down. But I do a lot of, ooh, I was going to say, you've got basically a Ric Flair signature now. Because he had, woo, you've got, woo, that's what you do. It it just comes out naturally. (laughs) I'm sorry if you don't think that's professional, my bad. But, hey, that stuff just comes out of me when guys make moves like that. That was an incredible move. Great layup, left-hand finish there. And then Blake Murray, he had a couple of big threes. Wonder Kahuzi, the big man down low. I thought he was tough. And made life hard for Buda Johnson, which Westlake, they're so good at shooting from the outside. If you have somebody down low like a Wonder Kahozi that, you know, can make a couple of jump hooks and put pressure on you, you know, uh, you know, on down low. And, you know, that worries the guys for your defense in the perimeter. That worries, you know, you're not 
you're worried about closing out too hard. You're not worried about helping down low, which you should be because Cahosey, you know, he had a good game last night. Yeah, so, I liked him a lot too. Yeah, number 30, yeah. Isaiah Coe. I thought he was huge coming off the bench, having great passes, couple of and one finishes and hit a three. So, yeah, right now, with Buda Johnson playing like Travis this week, that's going to be a huge game. Mm-hmm. But with how good Buda Johnson is, we know everybody has the green light. They just had a couple of missed opportunities last night, a couple of turnovers. And then Quentin Hairston, the guy that's probably going to be first team all district in 26 6A, he went out with a knee injury. So, Ah, hopefully he'll be okay in the playoffs. I know they want to win a district championship, but it's really all about how far you go in the playoffs. And if he's healthy, they should be good. But, yeah, if he's not, that will be a huge issue for the Jags. That injury did suck. Because was it Miri and Hairston that were going at each other until the injury? They were going at it. That looked like it. I love that. That looked like it was going to be fun for the whole game. Shout out to the refs. They did a good job for letting them play last night. I don't think anybody, you know, there weren't no – crazy calls they didn't make too many calls they didn't get out of hand they controlled the game it was a good ref performance last night you know i'm gonna get after you oh you, i know if you muck up i'm gonna yeah. get after you please believe me they did a good job last night I like that crew so gavin paul is a junior for westlake and Cahosi is also a junior so let me ask you about the senior blake Meary, who you were just talking about number 24 is a senior do you see his game projecting to maybe the next level at some point uh, yeah, I think he's a college player, whether that's D3, that that seems right. I know a couple of D2s are looking at him. He oh. could definitely shoot it, Okay, but, you know, he's going to have to put the ball in the deck. Left-handed, right? Yeah, 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 lefty. He could definitely put the ball on the floor. He could fill it up, but, yeah, I'm looking around the D2, D3 area. And were you able to get over to the Westlake gym, do your job professionally, and leave without being hassled by any Westlake people? Yes. Okay, good. Yes, very comfortable. Somebody from Utah Johnson saw me and shouted us out, listens to the show. So there you go. Appreciate y'all for that. And yeah, yeah, it was nice and smooth. They love me over there. They love me everywhere. As much as I talk about West, they still love me. They I, know it. I tell you who ought to love you right now is KBVO, knowing they're going to get a good game every time. You and Roger are bringing the competition with you. Yeah, I, I don't know what it is. Shout out to Roger and those guys, KBVO, for picking good games. We're off next week, so we got the playoffs after that. I'm excited. By the way, this sort of feels like a flex comment in a way. Somebody just texted in after hearing us discuss uh, Warren Roberson that Waxahachie is now Red Oaks B. See, that's rude. <laughs> that's rude. There's no need. There's no need for that. But you might be right from what we're hearing about all that talent in Red Oak. My goodness. Come on, Hatchie. Let's get, to, let's get going now. All right. Uh, there's our flex segment. We do it every day at 1.30. Remember, go to flxatx.com, at flxatx on your socials. If you want to update information, games getting back to normal and normal scheduling, uh, obviously we, we also continue to ask you to send us your videos. Badass basketball players, the wrestlers, soccer players, football players you think we need to see the kids lifting weights a lot of that is out there they'll send those to flex so if you got some of that you can uh let us know we've had people sending us uh work in the cage they're working in the cage in the in the cold weather softball and baseball all that get it to flex atx on your socials uh send those videos in Derek told me the other day that they are getting some stuff in we do appreciate that coming up next where we at in society zay will let us know and at 205 we check in with chip brown of horns 247.com his thoughts on Savion Red, go into the running back room. Don't move. It's the horn. Get down, get down. Get down, get down. Get 
part to a song. Oh, the horn work in this thing. That thing. Oh, so good. So good. All right. Um, is this called Thunder Boogie? Jungle, no, Jungle Boogie. Boogie. Jungle Boogie. Ju- Jungle Boogie. Not Thunder Boogie. Jungle Boogie. Uh, um... Get up with the get down. Um, is this Earth, Wind, and Fire? No, you're close. Cool in the game. Coming. Oh, you know how many women were twerking on Bucky Gobble during this time? Mm. Come on, man. Good stuff. I always forget this. this is Cool in the Gang. Dude, you want to talk about a group that has a collection where you'll just know every song and realize... That's cool in the game? That's cool in the game? They had hits. Dude, they were incredible. Incredible during that run. Late 70s into the 80s. Love cool in the gang. Celebration is probably their biggest hit, I'm guessing, of all time. Because that thing blew up in the early 80s. But this kind of stuff, man. Again, the, the horn section work from cool in the gang. And this kind of stuff, incredible. Yeah. Lo- love that stuff. Oh, I would have thrived in the 70s. Soul Train era. That would have been your time. I would have been a time for me. You would have been Don Cornelius, ready to roll. Yeah. Yeah, Don was ready. Yeah, charcoal Don Cornelius. Yeah. <sighs> great voice. That always made me jealous. Like James Earl Jones as Darth Vader, that was a great, nice, low, bassy voice. Right. Every week when Soul Train would come on, it was like, hey, good evening. Yeah, wait. Oh, then you, just, you, just, you didn't feel cool enough. But then you go high with the, you got to have Soul Ooh, Yeah, right. That's true. Soul Train. He could get up there. He had, he had range is what he had. A lot of range. Cool in the gang, except Queen and SRV. Now, they should have toured in the 80s. That would have been a great uh, four-team four team bill. Send that to the stadiums. That would have been perfect. All right, a uh, lot of stuff to get to. We've been talking, obviously, Super Bowl, uh, getting you ready for that. More of that coming up. We got Justin Wells' Super Bowl pick. He's picking the Eagles just like I am. Hoping the Chiefs win, but picking the Eagles. We'll see what Chip Brown at Horns247.com thinks of the game coming up at 205 also for you Longhorn fans what does he think of Savion Red going to the running back room and how does Chip think the Longhorn basketball team will react to the loss in Lawrence as they get ready for an early morning affair against West Virginia this is like the football schedule from a couple years ago when you get those 11 o'clock 11 a.m. tip from the Moody Center against West Virginia. So not only do you have to deal with Bob Huggins crew you got to deal with them early which I think was isn't that what happened in Morgantown didn't they have to go early in Morgantown? Uh, Do I have, or maybe I, I have that I feel one. Like I was in the afternoon. That may have been game, afternoon. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It could but be. It was a, tough. Could be a tough one. Yeah, it's a tough team to deal with. Yo, these next three games: West Virginia, Texas Tech, Oklahoma. If you're trying to get a number one seed. These are all must-win. Got to win them all. All of them. Yep, right. You can't slip. I agree. Uh, all right, let's get a little where we at in society, see what Zay wants to get into today. Where are we at in society today? Mr. Collier, how are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Go to Twitter chat and oh, see this okay. video. I briefly mentioned this. I think it went over your head because we were in the midst of the conversation. But last okay. night when LeBron went for Kareem's record and got it, TNT... You know, they were going around. There was, it was a star-studded attendance audience. LL Cool J, Hove, Bad Bunny. Yeah. But the B-roll went to Dwayne Wade. Mm, and okay. Dwayne Wade is sitting in front of Los Angeles Laker and 
former model, keep that in mind, former model, <sighs> Jeannie Buss. Yes. And it's odd. She it's a six second clip, and she's like giving D Wade a massage, and he's like directing her, like like my neck. I need it in my neck too, but she's like rubbing this bag with the elbows, and it looks like she's going low too. And that's when the camera like panned out. Mm-hmm. And again, Chad, I've been on these airways, and I've said, Jeannie Bus ninety one Playboy spread where she's at the forum, butt ass naked. Mm-hmm. It don't get much better, and Jeannie still. A baddie. She still looks good. She does still look good. Like Phil Jackson, the 11 rings that you won, I don't know if it touched that ring that you had with Jeannie, bro, because <laughs> she looks good. So I'm over here like, yo, D-Wade, how selfish and how, what's the word? Um, entitled's not it, but you got Gabrielle Union, bro. Do do you okay, really need wait, this in your right, life? Wait a second. Let, hang on. Let's walk through this. I have I, no one is a bigger fan of Dwayne Wade's wife than me. But I don't think Gabrielle. If I thought Gabrielle Union had something to worry about, I'd tell you. I think I think this is fine. D Wade's cheated before. I think this is. I think this is an innocent situation. I think this is one of those. You know, they know each other. I'm assuming. Uh, yeah. There clearly. was a, there was a conversation going on. And there was some reference made to him, and oh yeah, something's tightened up or whatever, and I need a little massage. And she happened to be the one that was behind him. And I don't think I don't think it's a big deal. See, Chad, you don't know Dwayne Wade's track record because ain't like he's been faithful throughout their relationship. I think there was a point in time where he went old Ross from Friends, and he cheated on Gabrielle Union. Yeah, but somebody was saying they weren't together at the time. But I think he has a baby with that woman he cheated on Gabrielle with. Oh, okay. All right. So now, seeing this video, does that change your thought? Um, like, I'm, Gabrielle, don't nothing to worry about. Obviously, there's something to worry about. He is an NBA player. I don't care who you're with. You're he still is. an NBA player. He, yeah, he is. That's fine. Uh, yeah, it's true. And I don't know. I don't know every little detail that's happened, but I don't know. My gut would tell me I don't think she has to worry about G. Way you should be ashamed of yourself. What? <laughs> You greedy son of a bee. Now, you, you've you referenced Jeannie Buss and that she still looks good and that she did the Playboy spread or whatever. If Jeannie Buss were uglier, would this story be different to you? Yes. Yeah? Yeah, a lot different. I love life. Yeah. I love that life is like that, but I, but I get that you may think that. If Jeannie Buss was uglier, would D-Way let her touch him? How about that? <laughs> you say, you know, if Jeannie Buss was a five, he would not let her... Touch him and and massage him a little bit. Yeah, I didn't see I didn't see anything too crazy there, but maybe Gabrielle Union did. You keep me updated on this story because I'm a big fan of Gabrielle Union. Yeah, I love me some Gabrielle too. And I'm also a big fan of the famous people married to the famous people making it work. I do not root for them to fail. I root for them to succeed, and I think they have an even tougher time than the half couples where only half is famous. Double famous couples, I think, are the toughest thing to keep together. So I want them to stay together. So keep me updated on this just in case somebody needs to, you know, tell Jeannie Buss to stand down. You know how much I'm working on my game, Jeannie Buss being in the facilities? I'm always working on my game. Zay was here at 2 a.m. working on his jump shot. <laughs> Why was that? Oh, Jeannie was here. Oh, okay. He thought they were going to do another yeah. Playboy <laughs> Photo shoot at two Yo, in the morning. Check that out. That is life changing. Oh my god. Um. All right. So coming up, we'll get you your two o'clock hour. Why today matters on February eighth. I want Zay to talk about uh, the dunk contest a little bit because there's a Longhorn 
in the dunk contest. Let's go. Jericho Sims is in the dunk contest. Is that enough to get y'all to watch? Zay will break that down for you at 2.30. Up next, it's Chip Brown of Horns247.com. Flagship podcast, the Morning Brew article as well. We'll get his thoughts on Longhorn football with Savion Red going to the running back room. And does he think the basketball team is going to win those three games Zay is talking about and maybe put themselves in position for a number one seed? That and his Super Bowl pick coming up on the Horn.